EA has finally been found guilty of running an illegal gambling operation and will be fined almost $600,000 a week until it removes loot boxes from their popular FIFA series and what that could mean for loot boxes in other games. Plus, Nico is finally making the long river move from Phase to G2 and what could possibly be one of the craziest moves in CSGO in a long time. And Dota 2 organizer God says that up to 75% of all the teams in Southeast Asia could be involved in match fixing. All that and more next on The Breakdown. EA found guilty in loot box lawsuit could face fines of $600,000 a week. Since it's almost Halloween, nothing is scarier to most gamers than mentioning the word loot boxes, since it instantly conjures up images of needing to spend hundreds of dollars on in-game cosmetics that, while not game-breaking, surely diminish the fun of playing a game that you've already paid full price for. A game that has had the most discussion about these loot boxes is FIFA, a soccer game series published by EA, as Electronic Arts was taken to court earlier this year for a long, protracted court battle with the Netherlands government. It was alleged that the loot boxes in FIFA could possibly be in violation of gambling rules of certain countries and that they were detrimental to the consumers who purchased the game. Now, however, according to a Netherlands publication called NU, the highest court in the country has ruled against EA, even though the company argued that the content of its FIFA Ultimate Team Packs could not be converted into real money and therefore only has value in its games. The judge dismissed those claims and ordered the company to disable all loot boxes within three weeks or face a weekly fine of almost $600,000, which is an insane amount since you could be paying millions over the course of just a single month. EA is obviously going to be appealing the decision, since it will take longer than a month to just be able to remove all the loot boxes from FIFA. And what's even more disappointing is that since this happened at all in Dutch court, that if the loot boxes were removed, they would only be removed in the Netherlands and not for all countries. But it is a step towards possibly dissuading companies from building games based off of loot box models as a way for them to make their money. At the end of the day, the debate still remains regardless of what the court has ruled. Do you think loot boxes are gambling? And should they be allowed in video games that may have younger audiences playing and possibly purchasing them? Let us know in the comments below. G2 land Nico after rumors finally come true. This has been a story for what seems like weeks at this point, with the rumored move of Nico from FaZe Clan to G2 being hinted at through plenty of different means. From a FaZe Clan player's mom tweeting at Nico to rethink some decisions about his future, to cryptic tweets from G2 players calling the FaZe organization clowns. It's been a little spicy in the CSGO world lately, but now it's finally become a reality, and with that, a regime change is in the works. FaZe had a stellar roster with Nico, Coldzera, Olaf Meister, and even Rain hanging in there, but they had plenty of ups and downs at the same time. From winning the IEM New York Online Europe Tournament to placing double digits in the ESL Pro League Season 12, the team has had plenty of mixed results with some really bright spots in between. But the move for Nico has a few things working in his favor. One, he's surely being paid really, really well. And there's no doubt about that. But more so, he gets to play with his cousin and a team that is looking to poise to make a run at being the top dominant team in CSGO. With the stars recently aligning for Henry G in the Cloud9 roster, which, again, is reportedly costing them over $6 million over the next few years, these super teams are going to become more commonplace, and the players are going to be being paid way more. It's a lot like the NFL, where once a star quarterback makes a $20 million contract, the next quarterback to be signed has to be paid at least that much. How much is Nico going to be making? Well, they haven't released the details of his contract signing yet, but you can be sure it's worth at least a few million. And on top of that, G2 now has a roster with Nico, Kenny S, Omenek, and Nexa, all located in Europe already. So it's going to be an interesting next few months for the org. 
allegations of 75% of South Asian teams match fixing in Dota 2. Match fixing has been a big topic of reporting lately in the Dota 2 community, and a lot of it is coming from players who just don't care about rules apparently. It's been so bad that even Liquipedia, a website that posts stats and results of matches, has had to change its rules in order to not accidentally help those who are trying to match fix. But now we have a little more insider information coming to us from Beyond the Summit co-founder David Gods Parker, who in a recent interview said that he thinks the problem is much bigger than most people realize. Gods helps organize and run Dota 2 tournaments in North America, Europe, and Southeast Asia, and says he is frequently hearing about teams and games having to be reviewed for match fixing, and that banning players and even entire teams is no longer a rare occurrence in the sport. And to be honest, though, it makes sense. In a recent investigation into the team's Yellow Submarine and Cyber Legacy, we learned that players are being offered boatloads of money, all on the condition that they get their teammates to go along with throwing the match and losing. And anymore, it's not just losing the game. It also involves these weird prop bets of things like first blood, first to ten kills, and, and things like that that might be easier overall for a single player to influence and make happen by themselves. God said in his interview that I've heard allegations that 75% of teams in Southeast Asia are involved with it. I don't agree with that number necessarily, but this is something that someone behind an esports betting data type of company has told me. And this is all super concerning. Will we ever see a solution to this? It's not like tournament organizers can just ban players outright without proof. So unless the community starts cleaning up its own act and holding its own players accountable, there doesn't seem to be a solution on the horizon. That's it for the news today. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We're always posting brand new content here on our YouTube channel. But did you know that Checkpoint XP is the only syndicated radio show in over 70 cities across the U.S. and Canada that talks exclusively esports and video games? If you go to our website at CheckpointXP.com, you can see where we're airing and if we're in a city near you. My name's Weirdbeard, and Cyberpunk being delayed again has officially killed my soul.